What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the In the Paint podcast presented by Ball is Life. Devin Ugland here alongside Ronnie Flores. Uh, first podcast of the new year. Hopefully everyone had a safe and sane holiday. Uh, we're going to touch on the Rose Bowl. Uh, Ohio State beat Washington 28-23, took a big lead in the third quarter. Um Ronnie, you've been following football, college football, especially for a very long time. Uh, give me some some thoughts. Give me some takes on on what you thought about that that game. I just think when you look at uh, Washington and Ohio State, boy, you know they jumped out all over them, like you said. And just another thing the Pac-12 is going through. Uh, talk to a couple former players online who played at in the Pac-12, and they just kind of mentioned how the players they're looking at out there is not on the level you would see of like Clemson and Alabama. They're just not there. So I just think, you know, when it rains, it pours kind of. And obviously, it's even though we have beautiful weather here in Southern California, it's been raining on the Pac-12, Devin. Uh, since our last episode, we talked, we touched up on Mellow Ball. We touched up on UCLA. Uh, UCLA had just lost to Liberty by 15 at home. And let us know what happened after that, Devin. So obviously... It looks like the Liberty loss was the final, straw. the final straw for Steve Alford as the head coach at UCLA. Uh, they let him go. Um, obviously, a buyout was involved, but no money was going to uh, save Alford on this one. Um, now, the name, I mean, Ronnie, Murray Bartow's interim interim head coach now, Correct. but um, was it just the loss to Liberty, or is this kind of a thing that's been building? Because UCLA basketball isn't what it has been or what those fans expect it to be from the wooden era to, I mean, even Ben Howland making consecutive yeah. final four runs. Yeah. Ben Howland. Well, it's kind of funny, you know, that you look at Ben Howland and they went to three straight final fours. They obviously had, you know, got Russell Westbrook, who was a great find and it worked out. That almost like lucked out there. They got a great player, transcendent player in, in Kevin Love. And they had good pieces around them, Aaron Aflalo. So, and then when, when the mistakes started happening a little bit later after that, they kind of put their dice in guys like Jeremy Anderson and Reeves Nelson, and, and so it didn't work. But even then, uh, when you when you look at that, Ben Howland had winning records, and they were number one in the conference for the year he got fired. So I just think it's slowly been a slowly gradual decline as, to answer your original question. So it didn't just happen. This, you know, recently against Liberty before the turn of the year. I think this has been a slow decline. Uh, I think him getting the one transcendent talent he did recruit in his time there, Lonzo Ball maybe saved him for another yeah, year. Yeah, I think Lonzo saved did him. save him for that year mm-hmm. and then got him that ex- mm-hmm. that weird extension that they sure. signed him to. And then, you know, Lonzo kind of paved the way for TJ Leaf and E.K. Anigbogu to make that one-and-done jump into the NBA. Um and now, obviously, TJ gets a little bit of time on the on the Pacers, but plays a lot of his time in the G League. EK plays a lot of time in the G League. Correct. If TJ and EK are there now as juniors mm-hmm. and, and just going into seniors, mm-hmm. whatever, does Steve Alford still have his job? Yeah, that's that's the key here. You, you're looking at a program that, as we said before, is not on the level of the best programs in the country right now. And they really haven't been. And But their players come in thinking – that so that's a difficult job so you know the people that are oh i wanted alfred you know gone i'm thinking of fans oh, i wanted yeah. alfred gone for a long time he can't coach etc etc there's a lot of 
issues going on there. So that's how it happened. When you look at the 2018 season, the Pac-12 became the first uh, big-time conference, major conference, and I have a team in the NCAA round of 32 since 96-97. That's, that's bad, Devin. If you look at that, um, you know, the high, there's no teams in the recent AP poll. There's no right. not one, not one team. Pac- yep. Not one Pac-12 team in there. So there's bigger problems of why this happened. So I think it's been a slow decline, and like you made the point of Liberty, he couldn't overcome that. So Murray Bartos is the interim head coach for now, and obviously, um, you know, how, how did UCLA and Pac-12 get in the position, Devin? The t- the points we made, that we've touched on that, but also uh, you look at the, the structure of television and the structure of the city itself. Pac-12 network. The Pac-12 network is not allowing them greater exposure. Right. Um, unless you kind of have a, an anti-UCLA or or you know some coach you know some cultural relationship you build a great relationship with a coach you're not going there like you were before they're not getting their pick of the litter of the top 10 players in the country as a Duke or a Kentucky are and then it, it trickles down you look at Sean Miller you know highly re, highly respected and he's at a program that is considered on that level he hasn't been to the final four right you know so the the Pac-12 been at a really at a on thin ice for many years you go back to, to UCLA and Arizona, it's almost been 25 years since they won. Right. I mean, time is going by, Devin. You right. were a kid. Uh, yeah, Arizona I mean, won I, the 97. I, was, I yeah. was six years old. Yeah. You, Arizona won the 97 tournament. Yep. UCLA won the 95 tournament. Uh, great guys they had on the team. You know, Miles Simon, I consider a friend. Mike Bibby. Yeah, they, they, they did a great job. They, they did a good job with recruiting classes they had then, and there were some great recruiting classes on the West Coast, you know, UCLA got the O'Bannons, Ty Sedney, Toby Bailey. So they had some players. And I just don't know if they have players right now that are all to that level. Now, they may be on recruiting sites, but, again, that's that doesn't mean anything. That kind of brings us into a point. Like, yeah. So a lot of the recruiting has to deal with yeah. who, which club team you're yeah. identifying yourself with. Sure. But at some point, to recruit at that level, you have to identify with multiple club yeah. teams and get the best players from for fit for all those fit. different ones for the and kind of what fits your your Correct. team you have to have a an identity i guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say and i don't think ucla has an identity to to win six games in a row tur- in a tournament right. right now they have good players i yeah. think they have good players uh you know whether we mention them by name is it's inconsequential they have good players it's do they have the right mix of a guy who's gonna lead a guy who's going to take a secondary role, a guy who's going to be happy coming off the bench, and that—that's—that's that's the combination of yeah. super, extremely talented, highly recruited, one and done guys, yeah. and solid three to four year players, correct, who understand their role. And right now, UCLA, make no mistake, has guys who think they're going to the league, hundred percent. So that that then creates a tough situation for anybody. And they have multiple guys who thought they were going to the league and then tested the waters and came yeah. back, correct. So that's that's where they're at. So. It's going to be difficult. Uh, I don't know what this future is for this Pac-12 network and getting exposure, getting the greater country to be like, yeah, I would love to go to a, a, a Pac-12 school. Right. So that's a problem they're going to have to deal with it's regardless of Alfred or Murray or whomever the next head coach is. And let's let's jump into that, Devin. You know, Murray is named interim head coach. Uh, He's got 19, yes. 19 seasons yeah. as a head coach. 19 yeah. seasons as a head coach. A lot of people are wondering why Dwayne Broussard or Ty Zedney didn't get the nod. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, I'm not in the program like that, you know, to have that kind of knowledge, but I'm assuming 
he has 19 seasons of head coaching experience at Alabama, Birmingham, South Florida, mm-hmm. and Correct. Uh, East Tennessee State. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was. But um, again, it's just a holdover type situation to make sure you know the bottom doesn't fall out of the program um, sure. as much as it has already. Correct. Um, can't so get much lower, but can't get much the right. But it's kind of just a, a holding pattern for who the next head coach is going to be. So there's a lot of talk floating around um, about Earl Watson. A lot of the former UCLA players, like Matt Barnes, Ryan Hollins, guys of that nature, um, are really going to social yeah. media yeah. and you know going to bat for Earl Watson. What are your thoughts on uh, who should be the next head coach at UCLA? Well, when you talk about Murray and you talk about the guys on the staff now, you know, like you said, it's Broussard, Tyus, any great player. Actually, UCLA wouldn't have a title in 45 years Ooh, if without it wasn't, wasn't for Tyus. Right. Let's make that point extremely care and we can even get deeper into that if we want to but when you when you talk about Earl and you know doesn't he's a younger guy and people think that him being a younger guy that he can relate to the, these players so when you when you talk about UCLA there's still a lot of tradition and they love to talk about what they've done compared to what the players are saying now this guy can relate to the players well UCLA has a lot of big donors you know the word is the donors wanted offered out after the Liberty the Liberty debacle and they got it done so money talks it does and money talks on that side of town in Westwood and UCLA and that's they've had a lot of buyouts I think they've had a buyout Jim Moore mm-hmm. they've had a buyout other yeah. coaches so they're not worried about that no uh, you know so when you look at what's coming out of Westwood right now I would think the leader in the clubhouse is Fred Hoiberg um, why because of his experience, because of his connections there. Okay. Like we said, there's there's politics involved, there's money involved. It's not just who the public is clamoring for and wants. So But shouldn't here's the thing, shouldn't UCLA yeah. wanting to get the basketball program back on track, yeah. wanting to get it back to its glory days, listen to some of the guys who were involved in those days and look at an Earl Watson. Obviously, you know, Earl Watson had some head coaching experience for in the NBA for the Suns. Um, so he's not a guy who hasn't had head coaching experience as, sure. as opposed to Fred Hoiberg, who obviously was good at um, his college ranks and with the Bulls. He got fired from the Bulls, obviously, um, earlier this season. Um, and is it just a name thing? Is it a look thing? Is something of that nature? W- what is it? Well, I take it back to when you talk about whoever he has the experience, when you talk about some of the candidates, UCLA's head coach is going to fit a certain profile, like you said. Right. I think that's a little bit with Alford. I mean, we don't want to. Yeah. We, we want to come out straight out and say it. I mean, yeah. it's a white dude. Yeah. Well, you could look at it that way. Right. You could also look at it how he carries himself. Because right. if you look at it, Muscleman, Coach Muscleman in Nevada, and he, great he coach. deserves a look. Hundred percent. Great coach. Well, Muscleman gets players like we said. Go yeah. back to the guys who were. Top five, top ten players. He's getting transfers. Yep. Maybe even a juke of guys, guys that weren't on the radar. And he is in their face. They're in each other's face. He's profanity lace timeouts. Yeah. I don't think UCLA is going to have That's that. the thing. Like, what kind of, yeah. I guess it's what Pro- kind of profile, profile they want to project to their their donors. donors is their it lungs. So, so far, it's kind of been an elitist type of thing right now, is what I see. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that school in that area is that. Let's, yeah. let's make not. 
make a no bones about it. The yeah. people, like we said earlier in the show, money talks, yeah. BS walks, right. and money's going to talk. So let's just break it down, Devin. I think what there's other a couple other candidates. Obviously, we mentioned Musselman. And I would say right now it's 70% Hoiberg, 30% Earl Watson. What, what would you take? I, I'd probably be in that same boat. I think yeah. as more former UCLA players speak out and uh, yeah. give their take and kind of go to bat for Earl Watson, I think – Earl Watson get, gains more momentum. Sure. And the closer the boosters and the uh, sports administration look at things, I think Earl Watson should be the guy. That's just that's, that's my opinion. I think, obviously, you talked about his ability to relate with the, the younger high school players. The club um, coaches. Club coaches. He has ties with uh, formerly Earl Watson Elite, which is now West Coast Elite. Sure. They have some solid players. And they're going to have players coming They're going to have players coming through. Sure. But Earl Watson is a guy who uh, can make relationships with more than one club program. And for me, that's what I think the key is. You can't put all your eggs in one club basket. Sure. You have to be getting every top one or two players from every single local club program because there's so much talent in this area. Uh, and there's so many there's so many damn club teams in this area. Sure. Uh, that also hurts. The spread of the talented players across multiple platforms. Correct. And I think whoever the head coach is, whether it's Fred, Earl, somebody else, they're going to have the base to work with. That hasn't changed. Right. It's what do you do with it? You need a combination of guys who are obviously Lonzo Ball or Kevin Love level players, but you also need some guys that want to be around. And I think that's a good omen for right now. When you talk about USC's class and you talk about UCLA's, you talk about Jake Kyman from Santa Yeah, let's compare, let's compare them. And, and Jaime Jaquez, Jaquez from Camarillo. Those are the more kind of guys UCLA needs. I 100%. think they're going to be around. Yeah, they'll be, they're, 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 they're not one-and-done guys. They're not one-and-done guys. Not by any means, but... They're going to work. They're going to get better. And if their staff's in place to get them better, they're going to get better. And they're going to want to be there. And they're going to appreciate being there. And they need a mixture of that. Well, both both Jake and Jaime make... You know, they, they make... No qualms about saying that UCLA is their absolute dream school. Jake's wanted sure. to go to UCLA for yeah. since he was a kid, sure. um, and they both bring transferable skills sure. as four-year guys, program type of guys. Jake's a knockdown three-point shooter. High major kids does a little bit of everything. He's a great athlete. Uh, he can guard multiple positions. He's tough as hell, and he wants to be there. Like and you he said. wants they want to be there. So, so you you have to balance the okay. We need one and done transcendent talent. Yeah, but. We also need to have guys that we can fall on for multiple years if there's one year that you don't get that one-and-done talent. Correct. So this is a, a crossroads point for UCLA and, many, no and, many, and in bigger picture, the Pac-12 because Sean Miller and Arizona haven't moved the needle, haven't elevated the whole conference the way, let's say, a Jerry Tarkanian elevated the Big West or the PCAA. Right. So this hire is going to say – what you know, kind of maybe the next five to ten years has in store. So it's maybe something. Maybe UCLA will take a step out of their uh, their lane they've been in. Take a take a little bit of a cyber tank. Say, hey, you know, we are going to go for the younger guy. We are going to try something different because if they bring in Hoiberg, it's going to tell people it's going to be more just of a run of the mill hire. Yeah, it's going to be it's run the same of the old same. thing. Unless you put up the money again. This is a, a fluent area. You put up the money to get. Jay Wright or Rick Billy, Latino Billy Donovan. or Billy Donovan. That's something that will move the needle. But that doesn't seem, from our sources on the street, as we like yeah, to call them, yeah. word on the street, that's not happening right now. No, it doesn't look like it's, it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So you're not going to get that wow factor. So 
UCLA fans, be prepared. If you but, get but, I mean, Fred, yeah, doesn't mean he can't do a good job, but you're gonna look at a similar, a similar uh, realm or a similar existence to what we've had. Let's take a closer look at that Patino mention that you you mentioned. So, but Rick Patino has uh, uh, he's in what where is he Greece right now coaching? Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce his that school's name, but I mean excuse excuse me school club's name, um, but. Rick Pitino would be the absolute antithesis of a yeah. typical UCLA hire because of what he's been through at Louisville. Yeah. I mean, that would that, how would that look? What would you, what would that be? Well, I would like to, <laughs> to say this, uh, Dev is, you know, I, I know Bill Plasky from the LA times yeah. mentioned it, that, that Steve Alford didn't win the press conference. Obviously you got to make a splash. There's not any fans going to the game. There's not, a new base of fans. Now the fans will come back if they win. I think I just showed that a little bit in the Lonzo year, but not consistently. I don't hear, like I mentioned in the last episode three, you don't hear consistently people talking about you slay basketball and it's only going to get worse. The Rams are good. Uh, you got NFL here back again. You, the Lakers obviously have LeBron. Yep. You got two NFL teams. Yeah. So you're fighting a lot of things that past coaches weren't. UCLA is not on the public consciousness like the Dodgers, Rams. Well, here, here's the thing. And they need to be. They used to be. You offer me, yeah. you offer me free tickets, okay? Yeah. yeah. To a Laker game. Yeah. To a, a Rams mm-hmm. game. To a Chargers mm-hmm. game. To yeah. whomever. Yeah. UCLA, USC basketball. Yeah. USC football, whatever. All in the same day. Yeah. I'm picking the Lakers 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Because of LeBron. That's a splash free agency signing. What would you pick? Where would UCLA fall on your pecking order on that? That's what I'm getting at, Devin. You pick LeBron, or you'd pick. I'm gonna go watch the the Rams, Rams or something. Right. Come, it's there. It took me 30 minutes to get there. If you're in Orange County, if you're Jake Kyman's parents or parents of another recruit, it's taking you an hour and 45 minutes to get to Westwood, no doubt. And then the the, the product Park, they're putting out, then you got to pay for parking. Okay. You got to pay for all this if you can find parking. You can find it. Yeah. For, 50, 20, 20 bucks, $20, $30. Correct. It's just not the experience that you're getting at, at, at Lawrence Fieldhouse, Kansas. You're not getting that experience at Cameron Indoor. You're getting a completely different experience. Right. So that's where people got to understand. So back to your point about Rick Patino, for all he did at Louisville, he was at Kentucky. They won one title. They didn't win the second year. That's when Arizona got their title. Mainly, I would say, or you can argue because Derek Anderson tore his ACL and he wasn't available for the for the for the tournament run, or maybe right. Arizona doesn't have a title. Never know. And then he left to the Celtics, and Billy Tufts came, mm-hmm. and they won the comeback cast. They won that with Patino's players. So he got two and three years, almost got three in a row. For all he went through at Louisville, he only got one title. But that'd be so, one. That'd be one hell of a splash higher though. Yeah, but you look at what Rick Pitino's done. The thing with, you know, Strippergate. The thing with an affair he had with a, a one of the team trainers. Right. It's a lot to bring <laughs> to Westwood no, for one it. title. They're not bringing that in for sure. For no. David, for it one would, title. But it would be what we're looking for, isn't it? I think, yeah, you're saying we're looking for Slash. <laughs> I think UCLA fans are looking for titles. So Rick Pitino in Louisville in 14, 15 years, whatever it was, has as many titles as Kevin Ollie. Right, and Billy Donovan has too. So let's yeah. let's dive into Billy Donovan. Yeah. Is the UCLA job, if they put up $5 million a year, is that enough to draw him from the NBA ranks back down to college? Uh, I, right now, I would my from what we're seeing in the environment, I'd say no, but I think it, would, it could. It should be looked at, but I don't think it is. He'd mull it over. Yeah, he'd mull it over, but I don't think it's going to 
I don't think that's the reality right now. That might is, be 10%. Is that because of where the state of the program is? That UCLA is not that desirable of a job? Yeah, I don't think... I think Dilly Donovan is, uh, you know, intelligent enough to be say, well, that's UCLA, but it's not the UCLA that people think. It's right. the U- UCLA the fans think, but not in reality. No charter flights, difficult location, you know, no TV exposures weak. So those are the main problems. And again, as I reiterated earlier, that's... Not just Steve Alford's problem. That's the whole conference's problem. For sure. And it's going to be the same problem Hoiberg or Watson, whoever they hire, has as well. So right. good luck to those guys, whoever they're thinking about you know, bringing in. He's going to have his work cut out for him. Obviously, people kind of mentioned, you know, Murray Barto, and, and the, you mentioned the players are going really clamoring for old Watson. Well, you know, UCLA has had uh, Walt Hazard and, and Larry Farmer. They've had African-American Two African-American coaches. coaches. Back to back. It's been 30 but years. But it's been 30 years. It's been 30 years. So what's UCLA going to do? So we'd, you, we'd like to hear maybe one day what you guys think. Yeah. I you mean, know? What What are your thoughts? So no matter who they hire, yeah. to take out who, whoever it is, yeah. just what is the first order of business for the next UCLA head coach? I think it's hit the ground running, get into those inner city yeah. first, then start making your – Recruiting, you know, yeah, spread out radar start spreading out. Yeah, I, what, what are your what's your take? I think you got to get the right assistance. Hundred percent, you're gonna mesh. I think that's first. That's gonna really recruit. Um, I think UCLA's been a little late to some guys. Okay. Um, as we mentioned in the last yeah. episode, we kind of touched on Kia Clark. Yep. We touched on James Akinjo. Yep. A couple other guys. Um, there's a couple guys they they probably should have divulged into a little more in the past. This past coaching staff and I think this coaching staff has to do that I think they uh, this next one I'm speaking of, of yeah. the, whoever the next right. hire is so I mean you gotta be diverse gotta be diverse in, in, in their build their makeup their age gotta be diverse in the club affiliations they yeah. have the high school high school affiliations that's kinda something I wanna touch on Yeah, is okay go get those one and done guys from the powerhouse prep schools or, or uh, powerhouse high schools things of that nature but Fairfax Westchester yeah. Uh, modern day, yeah, and down in Orange County area, Santa yeah. Margarita, yeah. Rancho Christian, like Corona Centennial, uh, Damien, Chino yeah. Hills, those guys have solid four-year program yeah. basketball players, Correct. especially especially Westchester and, and Fairfax, which yeah. I think are just two of the most under-recruited high schools you'll find. Yeah, you. I tweeted out the other day um, on New Year's Eve. Jordan Brinson leads yeah. Westchester to a major tournament title. He's six three, left-hand guard. He's tough as nails. He also led his uh, grassroots program, Cali Cali Stars, Cali Stars, Juve. Shout out to Julius yeah, V. Yeah, to a you know major Las Vegas grassroots title. Right. That's that's he's pretty good. He's a great this player. Is somebody to look at. Right. We're not saying they have to bring him in and, and throw the red 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 pedals. carpet down. Yeah, no, we're just saying they need to take more looks at those type of guys. So, you know, I mean, good luck to the next. Ethan Ethan Anderson's going yeah, to UNLV, yeah. and he's a absolute monster at the high school level. And right. he'd be an absolute four-year monster at any college he goes to because he's that kind of guy. He has yeah. that kind of grit. He has the kind of grit. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just he, he wants to be better than ever. he wants. He wants to kick your ass yeah. straight up. Yeah, and you know we got a great get there. And again, that's like you said. Did you did you UCLA take a deep enough look? No. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think up. so. Yeah, didn't take a deep enough look. So is Jordan Brinson going to be this year's key? A Clark? He could be. It couldn't happen again. Is it going to happen in two twenty? So. Good luck to the next UCLA head yeah. coach. We're just going to kind of let that ride there. As we say, we gave we gave a lot on that. Um, speaking of Jordan Brinson, speaking of 
Ethan Anderson, our next episode, episode five. Episode five, we're gonna we're gonna divulge into high school yeah. a little more. Talk a little bit about what we saw, and we had to jump on this UCLA thing because it's it was hot in the hot in the hot, hot in the presses, yeah, hot in the presses. We you know the Liberty thing just took it <laughs> to the next level. So we kind of touched on it in episode three. We wanted to dive on it in episode four. So we're gonna come back and talk about some of these high school players that we know and we've seen. Kind of wrap it up as. We get into uh, the new year, 2019. So, Devin. Uh, yeah, so we're going to take a really closer look at Torrey Pines Holiday Classic, Classic of Damien, uh, some of the standout teams and players from those events. And, and other we're national ones National well. ones. And we're going to we're gonna welcome in a high school coach yeah. uh, to discuss multiple things. Uh, UCLA L- a little bit. UCLA, LA high school basketball, um, a little bit of everything. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode of In the Paint coming to you soon. Thanks, guys.